This is Jess Explores. I'm Jess and I work in Mare, the SFI Research Center for Energy, Climate and Marine. Join me today on a new episode of Jess Explores. You may think that writing is just writing, that you sit down and you type away, but it's actually not. There is a formula to writing and one that I followed almost religiously because it's simple and it's effective. And I think in any writing, this formula really works. Uh, I'll be focusing on academic writing because once you understand the formula, it makes reading any academic mumbo-jumbo much easier. Well, if whoever wrote your mumbo-jumbo actually used the formula. But I'm not going to go ahead of myself here. Uh, So writing is a four-step process. Uh, And each paragraph should be made out of all of these four steps. And the steps are always the same. It starts with a topic sentence, followed by an explanation of the topic sentence. Then come some examples or some evidence that show that what you've said is actually rooted in reality. And then there is a conclusion or transition to the next topic. And yes, I will give you an example of all of this. Let's start with the topic sentence. So topic sentence starts off the argument. So for instance, um, any sounds made between animals of the same species is rooted in the deep desire for communication. So instantly, as a reader, you know that we're talking about animals of the same species. You know that we're talking about sounds they produce. And you know that we'll be talking about communicating and how two animals of the same species communicate and maybe also for what purpose. So as I mentioned before, the next step is the explanation. So in this sentence, you explain what you mean by the topic sentence. So in our example, it would be, Clicks and whistles between bottlenose dolphins could indicate that there is prey close by. So I went into more detail of what kind of sounds I'm referring to, and that's clicks and whistles, and what the specific animal is that I'm interested in, which is a bottlenose dolphin. So I'm not talking about common dolphins, I'm not talking about spinner dolphins, I'm not talking about any whale species or any of that. I'm very specific to bottlenose dolphins. Uh, And finally, the purpose of the communication between two bottlenose dolphins is that they're hungry and trying to help each other to forage for food. The next steps are examples or evidence. Now, you could argue that I already made an example of my argument in um, in my explanatory sentence. But when I talk about examples or evidence, I actually mean that we're looking at other research that has been already published. And they've done some research that has been peer reviewed and, you know, all of that jazz that, you know, so many research papers have to go through. So in our example here, it would be, and I just, I'm sorry, I should probably be more prepared and find um, a scholar that actually said this, but I don't. So for our example, it's, Thompson et al. Uh, Thompson et al. discovered this behavior in bottlenose dolphins off the Gulf of Mexico when they were catching dinosaurs. I don't know. Again, this is just an example. So as a reader, you instantly know that I just didn't make up what I just 
argued, but that there is other research that has looked at what I'm arguing and they've done data collection and they've gone through that process of getting it peer reviewed. So there's other people that have looked at it and that that have somewhat um, claimed that the argument actually is true. It's a way of proofing yourself and protecting yourself. It's kind of like when you're wearing long underwear underneath your clothes in the winter. You may not look like you are prepared from the outside, but you really are by putting on that extra layer. And that's the same with research. We can't just argue anything at will. We actually have to prove that what we're saying is rooted in research that we have done and that other people have also um have produced similar um, evidence that then shows whatever we're arguing actually is true. So finally, the last part of any paragraph is the conclusion or transition. Depending on where exactly you are in your article or your paper or your assignment or whatever it is. So in this last part, you indicate that you are done with this one argument and you want to show how the next argument or the next paragraph can build upon what you finished in this particular paragraph. So in our example, it would be clicks and whistles are a vital part to understanding dolphin behavior. Understanding this behavior could help us learn more about having natural reserves to protect dolphin species. So here I did two things. I could have finished a sentence after dolphin behavior. I could have finished with just saying clicks and whistles are a vital part to understanding dolphin behavior. We're done. I told you we need to understand clicks and whistles and that's all good. But I went one step further to build on and transition into the next paragraph. So by adding the second part of the sentence about understanding natural reserves, that indicates already that the next paragraph will talk about natural reserves and the importance of them for the dolphin species. So if I read to you the whole paragraph now from the very beginning with the topic sentence, the explanation, the evidence, and then conclusion, the, the, the sentence or the paragraph would read, any sounds made between animals of the same species are rooted in the deep desire for communication. Clicks and whistles between bottlenose dolphins could indicate that there is prey close by. Thompson et al. discovered this behavior in bottlenose dolphins off the Gulf of Mexico. Clicks and whistles are a vital part to understanding dolphin behavior. Understanding this behavior could help us learn more about having natural reserves to protect dolphin species. As a reader, most importantly now is that topic sentence, the first line of each paragraph. It should, if done correctly, tell you everything you need to know about that paragraph. You should instantly know by that first sentence what this first paragraph is about. The argument should be in that very first sentence. When I have to write a paper or an article or anything, I have an outline of what I want to say which means I have three or four or five arguments that I want to make, and those are my outline sentence. Those are my topic sentences. So by having the outline showing me the topic sentences, I can then start explaining each of them, and I can start populating all of the topic sentences with evidence, 
and then a conclusion or a transition into the next paragraph. It sounds simple, doesn't it? Well, it actually is that simple. Now, unfortunately, I know many scholars who don't follow this writing structure and they struggle tremendously because they may not follow an outline, they may not follow the writing structure, they may just go with their gut feeling and in the end, really make their life more miserable. And don't get me wrong, I sometimes find myself in lots of misery when it comes to writing, but it sometimes comes back to the arguments I'm trying to make. If I don't have them fully formed in my head, then I can't write about them effectively. So in short, do your thinking first and your writing second. Follow the writing structure and I promise you, your life quality, or at least your writing quality, will improve tremendously. So give it a go, topic sentences first, explanation second, then examples or evidence of your topic sentence, then a conclusion or transition into the next paragraph. Let me know how you get on, either on at Jess underscore explores on Twitter or Jess underscore explores podcast on Instagram. And happy writing to y'all! If you want to engage with me on social media, follow me on Twitter at Jess underscore explores or follow me on Instagram at Jess underscore explores underscore podcast.